0: It's twelve fifty nine and fifty five seconds. Flip those headlights on. It's time for Night Drive. Good evening to all you night crawlers, inching your way through the dark with eyes pale white and as large as saucers, filled to the brim with moonlight. I'm Horace Wexler, and you're listening to Night Drive. If you haven't stuck your head outside yet tonight, Jupiter is slowly ascending the throne in the House of Mars, which is maximalizing its true zenith. It's splendid, but enough about looking up at heavenly bodies. Recently we looked up and saw something else. Something that made a lot of people very nervous, and while it was mostly an innocent misunderstanding, it got a lot of people in a tizzy very quickly. A staggering amount of 911 calls overwhelmed city services about a small plane circling suspiciously overhead. And then suddenly, it began spraying a mysterious liquid over the town. In between screaming, everyone was wondering what that mysterious liquid could be. Poison? Gatorade? A new drug to make people go back to the shopping malls? Of course, we know now that it was simply water albeit water that had been blessed by the priest who had stolen that tiny plane that was used for mosquito spraying. Not an emergency, just another typical day in Fakahatchee. However, tonight, we've secured a very special interview with Father Michael Petrie, who pulled off this daring caper live from jail. But we'll still be taking your calls. I want to hear what was going through your heads as that plane began to circle. So call me up and give me your thoughts and opinions at 305-209-9686. I'll be totally honest. I was directly affected and caught up in the hubbub as I had just stepped out of the station to find myself a sandwich when the plane had taken to the air. Oh sure, we had warned people to stay inside, but a man's gotta eat. So I was eating a sandwich at the Sand Wedge, the golf-themed hoagie shop, standing underneath their awning shaped like a golf umbrella when it began spraying. At first there was some confusion as as the plane had been circling for a while. I saw some of the people at cafe tables uh, sitting on the green pointing at it and, and then and that's when out of nowhere it began releasing its payload. People ran for cover as this strange moisture began to fall from the air. Chairs were overturned. Sandwiches were desperately covered. Dipping sauces were examined, scowled at, and ultimately tossed aside. Babies cried. An old woman yelled, Well, I never, before clutching her chest and dropping dead on the spot. And a young girl screamed so loudly, it was like all the sound was sucked out of the world and everything was reduced to slow motion. Pure Chaos But underneath that awning, shaped like a golf umbrella, I stayed as dry as a very dry bone. Perhaps a bone that's been outside of a body, sitting in the middle of a desert. Certainly not a bone that's been in a dog's mouth. The turkey in my sandwich stayed very dry as well. Too dry. Later that day, uh, I downgraded my review of the sandwich to three stars as my sandwich was not up to par. Also, too many peppers on it. Get it together, sandwich. Your new owner is crapping the bed as hard as Mayor Vominos. After the interview, I'll be taking your calls because I want to hear about where you were when the plane started circling and what happened when it started spraying. Were you filled with abject terror? Was it was it some new sort of humiliation that you had to endure? Also, why not? What's the worst sandwich you've had at the sandwich since the new owner took over? I want to hear it. 305-209-9686. Let's go straight to the Fakahatchie County Jail. Uh is this Father Michael Petrie? Uh, yes, Father Michael Petrie. Father Michael Petri, uh, thanks for joining us. I know it's late. Uh, I know we had to pull some strings with Sheriff Bud Nichols to to get you on the phone uh, after lockdown. Uh, but thank it you for awful speaking close with us. To, to
1: lights out. Yes, of co- of course. I'm happy to uh, happy to speak
0: with you. Uh, I I think the public is just wants to know why. To- Can you just like walk us through this? Sure. I mean, well, listen, i don't don't feel
1: bad about that question. My whole professional life, uh, you know my whole vocation, my calling it deals with why. I start with why every every Sunday morning there at St. jerome's. so
0: so so let's go back to that day. did you Did you start that day off at St Jerome's? Uh,
1: yes, i I woke up, of course, as I do every day in the rectory there at uh, at St. Jerome's. Mm-hmm. and it, it it had been something that had been brewing. For quite some time, and there are there are unexplainable things that that flummox even the the most faithful. Everything from severed legs in the streets to uh, the abomination of the Lobster Man, which may or may not exist. I he's a rumor.
0: I have I've yet to see any proof of the Fakahatchee Lobster Man.
1: What is faith if not rumors of belief? Either way, they, that's just one of many things. The you know we, the recent Monty riots. Um, all of the raves in the Everglades that the children are going to—these mm-hmm. th- are signs of of evil that are that are right here in our home of Fakahatchee—and and of course there's the smell, which ultimately I think that's what really
0: convinced me. Well, it's it's the season for it.
1: It is it is maddening. So I woke up that day in the midst of the stench one one more time, and I it's what occurred to me. There's only one possibility. It's it's several, I suppose, Beelzebub, you know, the the wicked prince himself, Satan, or I I suppose Abaddon the Destroyer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Diabolus, Lilith, the Lady Devil is another name I I came across in in my research. I'm not bothered about who it is specifically. I know that they're there and I know that they are evil. And so it is my responsibility Mm -hmm. as a man of the cloth, to rid my beloved town of this serpent. And how can I do that one person at a time on Sunday? I've only got the one font. So I think to myself, how can I get the most holy water on the most foreheads in the least amount of time? And the crop testing just made sense. Got it. At the airport, I I had the idea to to hire a plane, Mm -hmm. but the, the plane was just sitting there. So I thought, well, that's a sign. So I hop in the plane. And, um, you know, and now we're talking.
0: I think the question that's really burning up in everyone's mind is. Oh, sure. uh, Sure. How did you learn how to fly? Honestly, it's shockingly easy. They should, frankly, make it a little
1: bit harder. Really? I feel like I tell you what, this airplane, maybe this was a unique airplane, but boy, was it labeled well. There's only like three levers to begin with and two pedals. So, you know, I I, uh, started her up yanked on some things and and before you know it i'm raining my holy protection down on an
0: entire city of of people so you're you're up in the air at any point are you questioning what you're doing or is it just oh at that point at way? that
1: point it would be i would be a fool to question it at that point
0: I, I mean in in one of the other interviews you gave earlier you also pointed to uh the rainbow uh that the holy water made as as a sign sure but, uh, I, I think that's sort of hard to swallow when there are people down in the streets literally screaming because they think it's some sort of poison or terrorist plot.
1: So you're sh- saying I, I should have had a, an actual sign maybe to, to tell people what I was doing, like, I,
0: like a sign that read. I mean, I, th- I think it would have caused a lot less panic. I suppose I could have done that. Sure. I mean, you deal maybe more in, time, in sort of you know? metaphorical signs, but I think a very literal uh, sign off the back of a of a Plane would have probably been a, a good mm. idea to at least alleviate some of the panic that was going on uh, below. I mean, uh, I was at the sandwich, right? And great people, Ar- Arnold Palmer's, uh, yeah, lousy sandwiches, but I, I will give them their due right. with uh, with the Arnold Palmer. Don't even they can marry
1: lemonade and tea. Like. I,
0: and I, I just don't. I, I mean, like, what is your least favorite sandwich there since the new owner took over?
1: It's got to be the Reuben.
0: Yeah, and mostly because
1: I am I like Rubens and it's just a disappointing Ruben. It's clearly a faked Thousand Island situation, but maybe it's just because I'm picky about my Rubens.
0: I mean, it's almost completely unlike a Ruben in more ways than it's well, like it's, a
1: Ruben. It feels just like
0: a pastrami sandwich. I, it's bad. I, I, I'm losing. I'm losing track here. Uh, so I, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The new owner's.
1: Do not attend my my church. So,
0: oh. <laughs> is the whole reason for you blessing this town? Do you do you really think there are demons that are walking among us? I like, do
1: believe that there are demons among us. Uh, what what causes the what causes a man to steal so many lobsters? What causes a uh, a man to put a a alligator farm next to an elementary school?
0: I, I, I'm glad you bring that up again because um it. This sounds so crazy for me to ask. Can you actually see these demons, or are you implying that there are demons there?
1: Well, you have to look for the signs. A mm-hmm. demon a demon is not the cartoon red, horned, pointy tailed with a pitchfork. Rarely will a demon look like that. I suppose they, they occasionally there will be a demon that actually looks like that because that image came from somewhere, right? We didn't nobody's made it up. But 99 times out of 100, the demon will either be invisible or it will be on the wind.
0: Got it. I don't actually have it on the wind.
1: Oh, on the wind. Yes. On the wind, as in uh, sort of like an airborne uh, communicable disease. Uh, somebody can sneeze, sneeze a demon into somebody else. You, you know, uh, it's cold. Better put your jacket, and your scarf on. And actually, that's true because you could catch a demon.
0: Uh, Father, thank you so much for um, for uh, hopping on a, a a call with us this evening. Um, you have given me a lot to reckon with. I'm unsure if you think the common cold might be a demon or not.
1: I think there's room for for God and science.
0: Well, thank you so much. I, I do hope that you find uh, a good lawyer, even though it. I, you might have just admitted culpability on the show, so I I, I don't know how that will work yeah, out.
1: Yeah, listen, I I did what I did, and everybody knows I did it. And here's the thing, here's the thing, Horace. Prison isn't so bad. I found myself uh, blessing lots of things in here that that's uh, helping sort of spread the the holy protection from from demons that may have infiltrated the the prison. You know, I I, I bless a lot of toilet wine. Mm-hmm. I've uh, fashioned a um, a crucifix out of out of my toothbrush. It's, it's really not all that bad in here. I don't mind it even
0: a little bit. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Father. Uh, God, God bless, I think is uh, what they say in that, church. That's that's correct. God bless. All right. You nailed it. Let's go over here to line two and see what you have to say. Line two. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Horace. Long time. First time here.
0: Uh, I love to hear it. Where were you when that plane started spurting?
2: Well, I was out back tending to the rose bushes because it was a Sunday and all of a sudden I started feeling this dew dripping down my forehead.
0: Oh man, that dew did not get dead. What did you think it was?
2: Well, I figured it might have been some sort of a winter storm, but then I saw on the news it was that holy man spraying his whatnot everywhere.
0: Yep, yep, yep. That moisture was courtesy of Father Michael Petrie. Do you think he should rot in jail?
2: I don't know what should happen to him, but, uh, you know, at least I think I should thank him for watering my rose bushes.
0: Oh, sounds like he did you a solid. Maybe we just sentence him to a sandwich from the sandwich for his crime. What's the worst sandwich you've had from the sandwich?
2: Uh, the worst sandwich I ever had was something called a pupusa.
0: It's full of steamed white rice. Didn't make any sense.: Oh, not an actively bad sandwich, but definitely a banal curiosity. Thanks for calling in. Well, thanks for taking the time. All right, I'm taking a few more of your calls and three shakes of a gator's tail, so stick around. Hulu. Disney Plus Prime Video Apple TV Plus BritBox Peacock CBS All Access DC Universe Netflix YouTube TV There's a lot of streaming out there, but how much of it has got you screaming with the pulse-pounding crunch of metal being sheared, smashed, and totaled by a gas-powered hunk of Detroit steel? With Demolition Derby Plus, you'll feel like you're in the driver's seat. And with a free month, you'll see every hit, every smash, every crash, flip, fender bender, and near miss. And with new hit shows like Can It Crash Here? hosted by Steve-O and Procrastinator with Jay Leno, you'll be in on all the action. Start your free month now by going to www.demolitionderbyplus.xyz. Let's pop over here to line one. Line one, caller, go ahead.
3: Hey, horace, this is Luis Sanchez. How you doing, buddy?
0: Luis, I'm feeling all right. It's late at night. Uh, How did this Padre pilot affect you?
3: Man, I was out doing some gardening the other day, and you know it's mighty hot out there, and I was hungry. So my wife pulled up with uh, Mm -hmm. a sandwich. Let's just say a local restaurant,
0: right? Oh, you could say it was a sandwich. There aren't any bad sandwiches coming out of Hank's old Arby's that's not really an Arby's. I'll tell you what, Louise.
3: Anyway, I take a big bite of this there sandwich. And oh my goodness, man, it was the worst sandwich I've ever had in my life. There was not even any bread around the thing. Can you believe that?
0: Ah, Jesus. That's the most basic requirement for a sandwich also.
3: Anyway, I was so mad. And then all of a sudden I hear a noise. I look up, and my face is splashed with this liquid.
0: Uh-huh. How'd that make you feel? What were you thinking at that moment?
3: And I think, man, this sandwich is so bad, even God's crying. <laughs> it wasn't until later on that I realized it was that priest in jail spraying with holy water, thinking the town's cursed. And
0: well, how about you, Luis? Do you think Fakahatchee is quote-unquote cursed?
3: If that's the best sandwich they can make, then maybe we are cursed, buddy. all right man catch you on the flip side
0: all right thanks for calling in luis that was luis calling in to share his thoughts if you'd like to share your thoughts please call 305-209-9686 i'm horace wexler you're listening to night drive let's go over here to line six i don't know that i've ever taken a call from line six if you were a line six caller boy do i apologize but now you start talking hello horace my name is tyler duncan tyler where were you when this whole thing went down huh
3: I was just chilling outside my bungalow when I got the water dumped on me. Looked up, saw the plane, figured the pilot was just peeing, you know? Relieved it with holy water.
0: Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about this priest who flew that plane? I'm actually kind of grateful to the priest, you know? Pretty sure this counts as a confession. Ooh, I don't know. You may have to check the articles of Vatican II to see if it counts. Till then, you're a dirty sinner that needs to be punished for their sins. What's Jesus force you to eat from the sandwich for your crimes? Easily that one that's kind of just a pizza full in half, but it's all half-assed. Sounds bad. It's absolutely terrible. Thanks, Tyler. Okay. Bye now, Horace. All right. So uh, let's go over here to line two. Line two, go ahead, please.
4: Hi, Horace. This is Cameron Hoots. Thanks for having me.
0: Ah, Cameron. Thanks for calling in tonight. Um, uh, how are you feeling about this This whole plane? Uh, the town just... I, I've never seen people more terrified.
4: Listen, I, I got to tell you, I'm stomping my feet mad over here. I'm, I'm pretty curious about the whole... The whole dang thing—you—you—you you, you, you sort of expect this kind of behavior from from clouds to begin with. Certainly, they've been doing it. You can't—you you can't turn your back on a cloud. That's just their nature. They're gonna—they're gonna squirt their deadly wet on you. But now to see it from our own people—it's—it's really—it's—it it becomes a question of trust at that point. That even the people are gonna are gonna rain on us.
0: Exactly. I, I think it's a, it, a point of danger that that even the most anxiety prone haven't uh, haven't considered in the past. Um, so uh, where were you when this was all going down?
4: I was outside. I was doing some, some of my work. I'm a, uh, I'm a, a barbecue repair person. And, uh, I like that job because it's one that you can do outside with your hands and you never have to do it when it's raining. You always have a built in excuse. So oh, I can't today because it's, because it's raining. And that's by design. I picked it. I picked a job to stay dry and I don't, it's tough because I don't, I don't talk about this a, a, a whole lot, but I'm, uh, uh clinically hydrophobic.
0: Oh, I, I. So you're afraid of water. I'm clinically hydrophobic. Got, got it. Okay. I just. For, yeah, you
4: made it sound like I, I. I like I. Like I don't know how to swim or something. No, so no, no. Just, just for just for not of sharks. Sharks aren't scary.
0: You know, for the for the more casual listeners that that maybe don't have um, medical degrees or. I, you see, know, I d- see. I see. I yes, see. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Go on. have you have you been to a specialist to to diagnose you with this, or is this just something you've always known about yourself?
4: Uh, I don't need anyone to tell me that I, I have this. I don't need anyone to tell me that my heart jumps out of my chest anytime I get sweaty or, it, or get
0: rained on or, or, or brush my teeth. So you're scared of your, the water that your body makes as well. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of us in the, the
4: clinically hydrophobic community, we know that uh, the human body, I don't know if you know, this is 60% water. And that's frankly too much already. Like, I, I feel like any more, and then I'm going to start having to cede control to the water for, for what we do. And, and I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to give my, my body, right, just some water.
0: So I, I can imagine that with uh, this plane spraying moisture from the air, you're terrified. Uh, what's going through your head as this is happening?
4: Well, the thing is, I don't know what it could be. There were some people I heard on the news the next day, they were talking about, like, oh, I, 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 I thought it was poison. Like, I didn't even need to think that it might be poison, it was just wet. It was just this strange wet getting sprayed at me from a plane. And I thought, thought, you know, maybe it's poison. Maybe it's gasoline. Maybe it's just water. Maybe it's one of those clear milks. I don't know. None of it's good. There's not a good answer.
0: Right, right. I don't know if you were listening early in the program, but would it make you feel better if I told you that it was, in fact, holy water?
4: Honestly, it makes me feel worse.
0: Uh, Why is that?
4: Well, if he was truly a religious man, he wouldn't have dropped holy water all over everything. And I don't need to tell you why. But I'm I'm gonna. You know what he you know what he did with that? He baptized a bunch of snakes is what he did. It means heaven's got to get a bunch of bunch of friggin' snakes sneaking in on a technicality because now they're chosen of the Lord like you and me. Right. I don't know what your version of heaven looks like, but mine for sure featured only the best, most noble snakes and spiders. And now we've got to let any old snake in just because they were in the right place at the right time.
0: Yeah, just uh, just boa constrictors, asps, um, Johnny come lately snakes, your garden variety snakes.
4: Yeah. Yeah, all, all these, you know, there, there are no atheist snakes in a, in a, in a foxhole, you know? Yeah. And now we got them. Now we am going to have to share supper with them. C- can I ask
0: you a, ke- a question, Cameron? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was there like a moment in your life that, that sort of sparked this, this fear of wetness? Uh, I don't
4: remember my birth. But I looked back at pictures and I seemed pretty wet, and I was, and I, I looked very unhappy about it. I think that was, that was the first time that I, I really made that connection. My parents sat me down there, like, "Look at you as a baby," and I'm, screen- I've never seen myself that terrified, and I'm like, "Well, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm soaking wet, and I'm screaming, I'm flipping out, and I don't even, I haven't even seen the, the news yet because I'm, because I'm a baby, you know?" Right. And uh, I thought, well, there's one ingredient there. There's one thing that could make me freak out i don't even have language yet so it's not like i heard something i didn't like and uh i was naked and i've been naked before and i didn't freak out about it i think it's 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 nice sometimes in fact but there i'm like well there's your answer it's the wet it's the wet that has gotta be bothering you and then i just thought maybe if i get wet again i'm gonna i'm gonna get as 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 freaked out as that little baby me and i don't want that i wouldn't wish that on anyone
0: Right, right. I, I, that that tracks. Can I just ask you uh, just one or two more questions? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, In our interview um, with, with the priest, uh, do you think Fakahachi is cursed, um, like he said?
4: I don't think uh, Fakahachi is, is cursed. I do think we got bigger problems with that priest, if, 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 if you'll indulge me. Okay. I got questions, because uh, priests are flying now. He's got time to take flying lessons. All the sinners we see out on a Saturday night— this man's at a Florida flight school, like the 9-11 hijackers. You okay with that?
0: I, I hadn't thought about it like that, but uh, it does seem like his time could yeah. have been better spent elsewhere.
4: I'm not trying to make a point by bringing up 9-11 hijackers in a Florida flight school. I'm just going to – here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a couple of dots on a piece of paper and slide it across the table to you. Got it. You can connect them if you want, see if, see if it makes a picture. I don't know.
0: I mean, it, it definitely tracks because those men were religious. Uh, and this was also yeah. a religious man.
4: Just more dots on the page, man. Uh,
0: and and then one final question before I I, I let you go, Cameron. Um, what is the worst sandwich you've had at the Sandwich?
4: Oh oh, far and away, I, I I ordered a a dry Joe. That's like I don't know if you're familiar. It's like a sloppy Joe, mm-hmm. but they get rid of all the sloppy, so it's just some 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 dry rubbed up meat. And they got it wrong. It came just sopping wet. I thought I was going to have a heart attack.
0: Oh gosh, so, so you got a real moist Joe? Yeah. Ugh. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I'm just like kind of on a tear tonight Since the new owner took over, it's just been garbage Like, service has yeah. dropped, all the sandwiches are, are just not good now
4: I mean, I tend to avoid restaurants as much as I can Because I can't, I can't, it's very tough to, to meet my, my dietary uh, specific restrictions I think, I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you know this, that food is, is just too wet these days and that sandwich shop is no, no exception.
0: Well, and I'm just imagining you sitting down at a nice table and a waiter lunging at you with a glass of water.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They don't even ask. It just, you, you have to confront it. Can you imagine that in any other situation? You're, you're afraid of spiders. You sit down at, at, a, at a, a coffee shop with your sweetie and someone just, one of the baristas just runs up and, and pelts you with a spider like, oh, I thought you wanted this. It
0: comes free for everyone. Here's your doom. With, uh, would you like a slice of lemon in it? Yeah. All right. Well, Cameron, you've given us a lot to think about. Thanks so much for calling in tonight. Uh, I, I hope you'll call back in the future. Thank you. Pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, for, for the rest of you, those, uh, those lines are wide open. Give us a call at 305-209-9686. You're listening to Night Drive. We're just going to take a break from some of your calls for a, a short moment here while we read some of the Fakahatchee community announcements. If you're already in the alley for the blood sports, why not step inside and get a sandwich and drink from Hank's Old Arby's that's not legally an Arby's? With each purchase, you'll get a two-for-one pass for the Wednesday Night Boomer Brawl. We've got the meats and the coupons. Hank's Old Arby's We're almost exactly like an Arby's, except not legally an Arby's. Proud sponsor of Chuck Robinson, winner of last Wednesday's Brawl. He lost his wife, but he hasn't let that define him. And now that he's not kissed, he'll live by the fist. From all of us here at Hank's Old Arby's, keep The Fakahatchee Erotic Potter's Cabal is celebrating Mermaid Month, so let's go under the sea, man. Come jump into the water and see these creatures come alive in beautiful ceramics. Mermaids and mermen and the sea creatures they befriend will appear adorning all forms of ceramic surfaces. Mugs, ashtrays, totem poles, mugs. Trigger warning. Some of these mere folk are extremely sexy, so be prepared to be seduced by breast constraining seashells and rock hard abs and nips. If you didn't think clay could be erotic, let us prove you wrong at the Fakahatchee Cultural Center until March 29th. Please use the restroom before you come as they will be off limits during the show because of the incident last year. Thank you. Are you a bleeding heart liberal? Why not help a mid-level musician make rent? Call Herbie Brooks. In exchange for money, he'll teach you some guitar to keep a roof over his head. Don't let his dad be right. And it doesn't matter how good a teacher he is, because you'll never be a rock star anyway. Herbie would love to teach you how to play Hey There Delilah, Crash, Wonderwall, or Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley, all of which are his specialties and the only songs he knows. Lessons are BYO guitar and must be within a 20-mile radius, because that's all the gas Herbie has in his man's tank. He will guilt you into an errand after lessons, so please allow plenty of time. The United States government would like you to know that the strip mall near the Shoney's is now off limits. This includes the soaking suds, so please find somewhere else to take your dirty laundry, cameras, and other recording devices that are outside the new half-mile perimeter. If you see yellow tape, don't stop and gape. This area is closed today, so move away. That's charming. That's the Fakahatchee community announcements. Uh, And let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go over here to line... I don't know. Let's pick one at random. Uh, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to press a button. Boom. Hey, this is Luis.
2: Luis Vamanos.
0: Well, it's good to talk to you tonight, Luis... Luis... uh, The mayor. Uh, Are you the mayor?
2: Well, I'm trying to be, but this recall big shit is uh,
0: not bueno. Uh, Well, uh, Mayor, we're we're not really talking about the recall election tonight. We're... We're talking about the plane that, that was circling Why? over Fakahatchee that started... Why, sp- uh,
2: did someone die? Did someone get so wet they died from being the moist?
0: Well, no, but... All
2: about the attacks? You, you attack me on your show?
0: I attacked. Hardly. Oh,
2: your yeah, personal attacks. You do it all the time. You say, I have face like potato, and I've got a body like a potato. You're a and public... And th- I am human twice baked potato.
0: Okay, I, I will admit I have said the first part, but people like twice baked potatoes, and you, sir, are no twice baked potato. You laugh at. up. However, I think we're mostly you angry laugh about...
2: all the time. You laugh it up about Mikey Dusselet. I mean, that's... You think he could be mayor. I
0: mean... <laughs> I mean, that's, of course, wildly unrealistic. It's kind of fun to think about, but he's got a whole singing career. Something
2: for you, listeners, Horace. I'm not going anywhere. You can't get rid of me, your recall election yeah, I, so- I know too much I leave when I say I leave or you know when they what? say I leave
0: what do you mean by I that I know
2: everything about this town everything things you don't know oh you talk to the people oh the people don't know big shit about this town they live in there's trade offs to be made there's bargains to be of hell, but no keep talking about your spooky aeroplane oh. when you go back to hosting at Applebee's I'll still be mayor of Fakahatchee you shit Horace
0: and he hung up. Okay, uh, if you're just tuning in, that was our very own Mayor Luis Vominos calling in to, I don't know, I guess yell at me or, or vent. I'm, I'm not really sure. And, and frankly, if you're still listening, Mister Mayor, you sound a little unhinged. Uh, he's probably not sleeping, worried about us feeding the ducks when he's gone. You know what? I, I'm gonna feed them so much freaking bread they're not even gonna float anymore. How do you like that, Vominos? You shit heel. I can't wait to vote against you in the recall election. Every single candidate is a better choice than you. Drew Inns has some fresh new ideas, Richard Baizbon is eyeing the seed, even Alleyway Steve is running as a single issue candidate to make Fakahatchee gray again because he says bright colors hurt his eyes and making the city monochromatic would be easier for everyone. I don't think he's a great candidate, but he does have all that severed leg money to run his campaign, so yeah, I guess he is electable. But. We're not talking about the recall efforts tonight. We're talking about the crop duster that began spraying on Main Street. Uh, I wanna hear your thoughts and opinions, so call in at 305-209-9686. I think we're gonna need to take uh, yep. My producer is nodding at me. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more of your calls and opinions. How are your choppers looking? Are they still pearly white like the gates of heaven welcoming food to its afterlife? Or are they gristled and stained with coffee and swamp berries? Well, if you've got dingy dentures, you've got to try Blip. Each Blip is a bleach lozenge insert for your periodontal troubles. Simply suck on it for 60 seconds every night feel the beautiful agony of your teeth releasing the stains. That pain, it means your teeth are on their way to shiny town. And Blip's subscription model means each month Blip will send a new bleach insert directly to your home. Simply take the old one to hazardous chemical recycling. Your teeth? Well, they'll never be whiter. Just go to pearlychompers.com and enter the promo code RADIO. Again, that's pearlychompers.com. Your new pearly whites are going to be waiting in your mailbox. Blip. Because your teeth deserve to be as wide as the GOP. Let's jump right into another call. Caller, you're live on Nitro.
5: Hi, I'm uh, Don Renault. And I am an air traffic controller at the Fakahatchee Airport. Hey,
0: Don. uh, Thanks for calling in tonight.
5: Oh, thanks for, you know, picking up the phone.
0: You work at the airport. Is that what you were saying?
5: Yeah. No, I make sure that the airplanes come in, the airplanes go out. They don't come in and go out at the same time because then the planes crash into each other.
0: Uh, So with your job, you probably saw Father Michael Petrie at the airport. Is that right?
5: Well, yeah, you know, I wasn't super surprised to see the father hopping in in a biplane because, you know, people have all sorts of uh, hobbies. Who am I to judge? So, uh, yeah, I saw him take off and I thought, well, I don't remember him getting his certification to fly. But yet again, I don't know his business. What he does is between him and God obviously. Uh, but I did notice it odd uh, that he didn't call in with his flight path, and then I saw him starting to take loops, which, you know, was weird.
0: Is that kind of thing worrisome to you in any way? Like uh, when you see a plane just leave without contacting you?
5: Well, at the fact of Hatchy Airport, it's pretty uh, slow most of the time. You know, we get a plane in, maybe two planes out, a day there's some sort of a town emergency like that one time everyone got food poisoning from the Denny's and they had to fly people out. That was a pretty busy day, but most of the time it's not a not a huge
0: problem right uh and so um what's what's going on in your head as you you're watching him circle over the town like this?
5: well, I saw him uh take off at a normal altitude, kind of impressed to be honest. He started flying and then he started circling. And that's when I saw the uh, the liquid coming out of back of the plane. Uh, And uh, that got me kind of worried.
0: Are there any sort of security precautions that you guys have taken in the past or are looking to take in the future because of this incident?
5: Well, I mean, the FAA has regulations and we think of them as guidelines, really. But, you know, from this point of forward, I feel like I probably need to keep an eye on things a little tighter, you know, because people are really disturbed by the uh, rain that wasn't actually rain.
0: That is a a good way to describe it. I, I know that sort of undercuts the, the chaos on the ground. But um, at what point does water falling from the sky become rain? Is it only if it comes from a cloud? Is, is that something you know as an air traffic controller?
5: I mean, rain is a... Uh, A concept that has many facets. I believe uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, which I think was what was confusing to lots of folks in Pagahatchee. And then once they figured out it was salty, was when we began to run into some problems.
0: Right, right. Did you get any calls from the public? Uh, or, Or did the sheriff reach out to you, Sheriff Bud Nichols?
5: Yeah, he was curious as to how I had let Father get on a plane. But again, I told him. You know, everybody has hobbies and interests that I don't necessarily know. So it's really none of my business. And that seemed to satisfy him.
0: That sounds uh, like plenty for uh, Sheriff Bud Nichols to wrap his head around. We obviously had Father Michael Petrie uh, doing an interview from jail. Um, but he mentioned that uh, he thought Fakahatchee was, um, I don't know, for, for lack of a better word, cursed. Uh, do you Do you believe this to be the case?
5: You know, I believe that we are a small town of a lot of very interesting people who make a lot of interesting choices. And I don't think ghosts are involved per se, but I think maybe we do have some uh, bad luck as a community. But to be perfectly honest, I'm more worried about all that holy water getting in the fresh water and disturbing the eels. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, garden eels, they really can't handle salinated water.
0: Oh, you're talking specifically about the freshwater eels.
5: We have uh, various types of eels here in Florida, moray, snake eels, garden eels. But that was a lot of uh, holy water, which, as we all know, is pretty much just glorified salt water being dumped into our freshwater rivers. What about the eels?
0: Would you go so far as to call this, uh, I don't know, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but would you consider this eco-terrorism?
5: I believe that the ecosystem is a carefully balanced thing, and I think anyone willing to disrupt that balance is an eco-terrorist.
0: So you would say that Father Michael Petrie, whether uh, he knowingly um, uh, attacked these eels, is an eco-terrorist?
5: Yeah, I believe uh, Reverend Michael Petrie is a, a man of God and not a man of science, but I believe he knows enough to commit an atrocious act on Fakahatchee's population of freshwater eels.
0: I mean, I guess you have to consider all of God's creatures, uh, not just the humans, if you're going to take action these days. Um so looking to the future, are y'all at the airport taking any steps to prevent a situation of this nature uh, in the future, or, or is it just business as usual over there at the airport?
5: Well, my, uh, my husband, Chuck, is going to be joining us. You know, he lays tile normally uh, for the, the public school system, but he's going to come on up to the tower with me, be an extra set of eyes.
0: Twice the amount of eyes up there, I would assume.
5: Yeah, that's four whole
0: eyes. Well, I think that's definitely going to help some of our residents sleep a little easier tonight. Uh, Don, thank you so much for calling in, and thank you so much for keeping our skies safe.
5: I'm going to try. Go mudflap.
0: Real quick, let's jump over to line three for a call. Line three, go ahead. You're live with Horace Wexler.
3: Hi, Horace. This is James West.
0: James, I'm just dying to know where you were when the plane started spraying.
3: I was coming out of my cabin in the Everglades when I was spurted with this holy water.
0: Spurted with holy water. How did that make you feel?
3: My demons didn't like it at all. They said we're all in an uproar, and I can't get them to stop coming out. I think the priest should have a private tour of the alligator farm, if you know what I
0: mean. Huh. Were your
3: dreams, well, um, See what you're for Well, there they go again. Bye.
0: That's terrifying. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, Before we go back to the phone lines, there's a lot of big energy out there tonight, but um, some of you can't call in for whatever reason. Maybe you're on a stakeout, or you don't want to inconvenience the stalker that's hiding in the bushes and disturb her while she's sleeping. Well, it's not stopping some of you from reaching out. Harry Berry hit us up on Twitter at Night Drive FM to say, I was turning down Main Street in front of the Tough as Nails, the hardware store that's also a gym, when the water started hitting my truck. At first, I was mad but my truck was pretty dirty from the job site I've been working at, and that holy water was like a discount car wash. Big Wash ain't getting my $9.95 this week. Thanks, Father Mike. And thank you, Harry Berry. Holla clasky wrote on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash nightdrivefm, the worst sandwich I had at the Sandwich was the Mussolini Panini, two slices of olive loaf with olive tapenade, and sliced hard-boiled egg drizzled with olive oil. Absolutely repellent. As for the plane, I was doing some electrical work outside the house when it began to spray. The good news is, my hair is white now, stands up on its own, and any watch I wear doesn't work, so I no longer have to apologize for being late. Thanks, Hala. Over on Instagram, Brienne Phylactery tagged Night Drive FM Insta with a bunch of soggy papers. She says is her finished theorem on time travel, but thanks to Father Michael, he is now totally unreadable, and she'll have to start all over again. She also tagged us in a selfie with her, presumably, between two wildly sweaty and mildly undressed Italians that she hashtagged Worst Sandwich Today. Thanks, Brianne. Keep those comments and tweets coming, but even better, fill my tummy up with those phone calls until I'm full to bursting at 305-209-9686. Alright, let's go over to line 5 for a call. Line 5, caller, go ahead, you're on night drive. Hi Horace, my name is Bradley Sampson. Hey Bradley, where were you when the plane started spraying? I was just coming out of my latest Pilates class. Nice, you gotta keep it tight Bradley, so then what happened? I suddenly got covered in this water from up above. Oh, you hate to see it. But it was glorious. Glorious? Really? Finding out it was holy water was amazing. I think the priest should be set free and thanked. Wow, bold thoughts from Bradley. Buddy, before I let you go, what's the worst sandwich the sandwich has ever served you? Imitation pork covered in imitation mayonnaise inside of a three-day stale bread. Oof, that sounds bad. It was horrible. All right, Bradley, thank you for your call. Let's go over here to line three. Line three, go ahead.
6: Hey, uh, am I on? Am you, I in there?
0: You're on, caller. Uh, what's your name?
6: Uh, my name is Carl Bench. And uh, if there's any police officers listening, I'd like to report a robbery. Oh, oh, no. This crop duster guy stole my idea.
0: Okay. Well, break it down for us, Carl. How how exactly has this happened?
6: Absolutely. Well, a uh, little bit of background. I worked at uh, Universal Studios Florida for 20 years
0: mm-hmm.
6: uh, since it opened. Not, the, not an Imagineer. That's a Disney thing.
0: What do they call them at Universal?
6: They call them theme park guys. Got it. It's not ostentatious. Everybody's a theme park guy over at Universal. I worked there for 20 years, and I had this idea. Uh, do you remember the Universal had the Alfred Hitchcock experience? We don't do rides. It was, we call them not a ride. At, uh, in the theme park business This was a not a ride
0: Yeah I, absolutely I do remember that
6: Yeah you'd go you'd look at a house That was supposed to be the base house Anyway I pitched this idea That we were going to get a crop Duster uh-huh. and we were Going to fly it real low Over the guests to make Them think they were Cary Grant In North by Northwest what a thrill oh. Not a ride it's not expensive Like a ride because you could Get a crop duster real cheap from that, you go to a dying farmer. Those guys are desperate for cash. You can say, "I want to buy your crop duster for here's fifty bucks," and they'll say, "Thank God, thank God, you're giving me fifty dollars right now." You take that crop duster. Here's the other thing to save money: we go over to Disney's Lake Buena Vista. We steal their water, so we didn't even have to get our own water. We steal it from Lake Buena Vista. And then we uh, we fly it over the guest, spritz a little water on
0: him. This obviously sounds like a great great deal for Universal Studios. Uh, did this ever happen?
6: No, it didn't happen. But I'm convinced that this guy who's the crop guy, we still don't know the identity, right?
0: We've had an interview earlier in the show. Maybe you've you've tuned in uh, a little I may later. Have tuned
6: in a little. I may have tuned in a little late. I I, I was listening to uh, I was listening to Jeopardy. I can't watch it because my eyes don't work. Like they work, but they they are it's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I can see. But it's like, oh, bright lights are bad now. I'm older, you know. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, well, it turns out that that he was a priest.
6: He was a priest. He yeah. was a priest. Well, then uh, he was a uh, went against God, stole my idea. Because we had a priest that worked at Universal. You you come, you bring him in when somebody died. You had to keep it hush hush. You know, you can't talk about it. It's like, oh, my, one of the guests died. You know, so you yeah. bring in, you get, you get like an ambulance guy, you bring them in and you get a priest, you keep bring them. in, even if they're Jewish, it doesn't matter. You bring a priest in. Anyway, there was this priest guy. He didn't like me. He didn't like me. I think maybe he stole my idea. That's what I'm thinking.
0: I could be. He like kept it in his back pocket for years. Um, recognized what I'm thinking. how terrifying it, it was. And then enacted that in real life, essentially.
6: Decided to give uh, people a free thrill. When meanwhile, uh, hard-working theme park guys like me. We make big money. That's how we make our money with our ideas. So, uh, yeah, a little, huh, I'm a, huh, a little disappointed. Can, what can, can I say?
0: Can I ask, Carl, because I think we might be connecting some dots here. Was this priest on any sort of um, – I, I don't know how uh, these experiences are chosen, but was he on any sort of thing that would have given the approval or like a thumbs down?
6: Nah, I mean, he was – I've seen him around, you know, a lot of guys, they could be real tricky. You know, they're real tricky. So, so no, no, he wasn't the priest, wasn't the, my boss, who was also a theme park guy. We just, again, we don't have any uh, distinguishing titles like senior theme park guy or whatever. He wasn't my boss or nothing, but he was around and he looked kind of like a shady kind of character. I, I don't know. Got it. Do you... Uh, I want to hear about some of the great uh, rides and attractions I worked on while at Universal Studios. I got a lot of time to kill before my bus comes.
0: Carl, I, th- I, think, I think it's a necessity that you share those with us so that if anyone else uh, performs these experiences, we'll know directly where they came from.
6: Absolutely. Uh, these were all ideas I came up with that we implemented. I want to take credit for them. As you say, uh, uh, nobody steal credit.
0: No, it's all here. This could be used as as evidence if there were ever any sort of like legal dispute. Like if this went to, I don't know, can you patent an experience, Carl?
6: Uh, listen, if uh, if you if you can, you should. That's my feeling because you never know what priest is going to knife you in the back. Exactly. We have a bit of a different design philosophy from Disney. You know, from those uh, from those snooty. Oh, let's just call them assholes who work over at Disney. Those guys, they say every attraction should tell a story, should, should uh, build up and tell some kind of story. At Universal, we've got a different philosophy. We think every attraction should make some fucking money. You do it cheap, you do it fast, and you do it with whatever's lying around. Any crap IP that we've got, We'll make a ride based on it. So Absolutely. I'll give you a great example. One of my, one of my hits at uh, at Universal. So we did uh, the Swamp Thing set. Now, a TV set is technically an attraction. Even if the show bombs, and this one did, it will technically entertain a guest. So what do you do? You get the set. You wheel it over to the theme park area. Let the guests go look at it. TV set. They've never seen a TV set before.
0: I imagine that plays well with guests from Indiana um, all across the middle of the country who who don't know how the sausage is made.
6: Yeah, the dumb hicks. They don't know nothing. They don't know about the movie business like I do. I've lived in Florida all my life. I know all about the movie business. Florida is the second or third or fourth movie capital of America. It used to be maybe third. I think now it's fourth, but it, which we're up there. We're yeah, up there.
0: Yeah, we've got a Hollywood right here in the state.
6: We got look, we got our own Hollywood, you know. We're both Floridians through and through. We're great. Here's a, here's another one I did. Lucy a tribute. Do you remember this one? It was a it was like a museum of Lucille
0: Ball. Right, right, Lucille Ball from I Love Lucy.
6: That's right. This is a great example of a notar ride. Very cheap to do. In fact, Uh, I got the idea because I used to visit Hollywood, the Hollywood, California, not the the, not the good Hollywood in Florida, but Hollywood, California. And I used to look through Lucille Ball's garbage as a hobby. So I used to sort through her garbage. I used to pick stuff out, and that's how I got the idea for the attraction. So a lot of the stuff that you you would see in Lucille tribute, that was just stuff I picked out of her trash. How cheap and easy is that? That's literally super. things lying around. I,
0: I'm, I'm sure it, it had things like Lucille Ball's makeup compact, empty perfume bottles.
6: I wanted to do the tampons, but they wouldn't let me do it. But I had her tampons, actual tampons used. I consider myself to be a feminist. And I think theme park viewers want to see Lucille Ball's use tampons. What's the problem?
0: Carl, can, can I, I ask know. you a, a, a quick question?
6: Absolutely.
0: Uh, so obviously, uh, Disney, super snooty, but they've got the thing that they're always going for, Disney magic. Yeah, Disney magic. And now, is there some sort of uh, universal uh, compliment to that idea? Like, how would you bring that universal magic to the the Lucy experience?
6: I'll, I'll tell you what we do. the universal The universal magic for the Lucy experience is that we did it for $200. We did it through with my collection and we did it through auction houses like police auctions. Got it.
0: Uh, Carl, do you have any uh, other experiences that you've worked on or or that have been uh, percolating in that that brain of yours?
6: I'll tell you uh, my favorite one that we ever that I ever did. Uh, It was uh, an attraction called Twister Ride it out. Do you remember the? You remember that one?
0: Yeah, uh, Twister. Helen Hunt. I think uh, one of the Bills was in there. Uh, Bill? Po- no, Bill. One Paxton. of the Bills.
6: Bill Paxton. One of the. There's so many Bills these days. Who? Who even knows? Now it's all Chris's now. But back in our day, the good day, old days of the early '90s, it was Bills. Every actor was named Bill. Okay, so Twister, ride it out. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: If an attraction is called Ride It Out. What type of attraction would you think it was?
0: Oh, I would think it's a ride.
6: Yeah, you would think it was a ride like you typically see in theme parks. But no, it was another not a ride from yours truly. You'd be dead wrong if you thought it was a ride. What do you do in Twister ride it out? You stand on a platform and a cow, a model of a cow goes from one side to the other. We got a wind machine. We do a little, we blow a little wind at you and you're done. And then uh, Helen Hunt says, "Watch out for twisters. Watch out for those. They're bad."
0: Now, I would imagine that's on some sort of monitor, like with Helen Hunt.
6: Yeah, we got the two of them on monitors. They actually—I don't, if I remember correctly—I think they were feuding and they didn't want to film together. So I think we had to put them on two separate monitors. That doubled the budget for the ride, but we still did that ride for under a thousand dollars. And that's the true genius of Universal Studios. We do whatever we can with whatever. Who cares?
0: I, I gotta be honest. That sounds like a good time, even though it's not a not a ride. Um, having Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton uh, yell at me while I'm being blasted with air like that's that is definitely an experience.
6: Maybe it wasn't a hit with uh, with theme park goers, but it lasted for years. It took up valuable space. It was something that you could put on a map to say this is technically something you were capable of doing at our theme park,
0: Carl. I am, I am so sorry that a, a priest has ripped off uh, your North by Northwest idea. I, that sounds absolutely incredible.
6: I just want to say, if the priest is, is listening to this right now, probably still is, uh, I'm coming for you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to punch you in the jaw. That's what I'm going to do. That's my justice. That's Carl's justice. That's what we do at Universal. We're not afraid to punch back.
0: Well, he's currently being held in a cell at the Fakahatchee Sheriff's Department, so...
6: Oh, well. <laughs> I'll be waiting for him. I may not be able to see good, but I can punch great. So don't underestimate me.
0: Carl, I love it. You've got spunk and verve. I can't wait to 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 ride the Carl experience someday. And by ride, I mean staying there while you while you hover around me.
6: That's right. I'm an experience. Good. Thank uh, you so much. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me on the phone.
0: Absolutely. I, I hope you'll call back again in the future. That's all for us here at Night Drive this evening. Is our town cursed? I know we've had our ups and downs, the mommy riots, the reported sightings of the Fakahatchee lobstermen roaming the Everglades. Heck, even that severed leg feels indicative of something horrible and unfinished. And now Father Michael, you know, maybe he was right to spray us with holy water. Even if it scared the town, It, it certainly didn't hurt us. I don't know if I'm even the kind of guy who could tell if we were cursed. I just keep plugging away one day at a time, putting one foot in front of the other, coming in to talk to you, and then settling down with a bottle of Ron Rico at the end of the night. Either way, I know I've got a lot to think about on my drive home. If you enjoy the show, please consider reviewing and giving us five stars on iTunes, or better yet, tell a friend about us. 1 a.m. in the morning is a hell of a time slot to capture new ears. You can reach the show on Twitter at NightDriveFM, on Instagram at NightDriveFMInsta, or at Facebook.com slash NightDriveFM. If you really love this show, why not become one of our patrons and support the show at Patreon.com slash NightDrive. That'll give you access to our Discord, uh, where we post important call-in info for for callers who'd like to call into the show. Uh, There's also a running gift tournament in there at any given time. And frankly, it's just like a a cool place for people to hang out, like a teen rec center. But, you know, cooler. And there's not that guy with the guitar. Uh, Whatever. Patreon will also give you access to some other Patreon-only shows like Dinosaurant, the only podcast about the 1990s fever dream that was ABC's sitcom Dinosaurs. Uh, Frankly, I'm a little behind on getting that out the door, but there should be one going up in just a few days. Night Drive is produced by Michael Truly and is hosted with a dash of spice by me, Horace Wexler. The callers were ably played with Unbelievable Cheek by Dan O'Brien, Clint Gage, Katie Willard, and Jeffrey Golden. Please check out Jeffrey Golden's Adventure Snack. It's a really lovely, short, choose-your-own-adventure story delivered by email twice a month. He didn't pay me to say that. I, I just really enjoy it. You can find it at adventuresnack.substack.com. Uh, I'd also like to thank our lightning callers: Z Greenaway, Peter Hunter, Sean Considine, John Martinez Jr., and Drew Inns, as well as extend a thank-you hug to our musical guest, Dr. Beratius Mustafa, with special guest Seminal Fluids. Good Morning Sunbuns. with Tiffany Bunzel takes over tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. She'll be joined by Florida's first primate attorney, Demetrius Bananasteen Esquire, who will share legal advice on how to sue a zoo for emancipation. And Duck Winters is dropping by to show off a fresh batch of his gator babies, which you won't be able to see because it's radio. But, hey, it's her show. Until next time, here's four and a half hours of government-mandated buzzing I've been told I'm required to air. I'm Horace Wexler. Keep night driving.